from the humble beginnings of South St. Louis to broadcasting around the world, Right Time Media gives to you the right lane. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's on you for not knowing who the fuck I am. No, have you seen my fucking videos at 6 a.m.? Yes, they're obnoxious. <laughs> What's fucking obnoxious about them? You're way too loud and way too hyper for 6 a.m. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to The Right Lane. I'm Danny, and per the, we just won't even call it the new norm or anything. We'll just call, hey, I'm Danny. This is The Right Lane. I'm Danny Wright, and I'm here with Lance DeClue. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you, my friend? Man, I've had a fantastic week, dude. Uh, it started at Ballpark Village at the fights. Mm-hmm. I got dressed up in my little clown suit and asked him some questions. I it, didn't get the videos yeah, out yet. Yeah. I only got one video out. You were shiny. I, I was shiny. That was the point. <laughs> shiny like a diamond, you know what I'm saying? Bright and shiny. It was cool. I got to see Matt Hughes there. Uh, the energy in the place was awesome. I kept that momentum going mm-hmm. through the week, and I actually went out and did fa- physical labor this all week at the work, but it's because we're building this 132-foot uh, wide by 240-foot long freestanding structure down at, for Mardi Gras behind uh, Social House and stuff. So I, awesome. Yeah, I get excited. So you showed me the pictures, man. That yeah, picture, it's, I, mean, it's I took awesome. pictures. Like I got 15 million pictures. He's, he's very proud of it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I, I geek out over that stuff. We all got our own little nerd thing. Yeah, yeah, Mine yeah. just happens to be structures. So, but uh, we got like one of the best guests we ever had on. One of my favorite people in all of the MMA community that we do here in St. And, Louis, but and, just in general too. One of the good, the the greatest people. In the area that I've met and stuff. And one of my competitors. And one of your <laughs> there is no competition. There is nothing. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, no, it, it, real talk, Jeremy helped me with, with my gig. He, he helped me out a lot. So, yeah, no, it, there's no competition between us. We're just, we work for competitors. Jer- well, Jer- Jeremy's the man, but I, I call you the Renaissance man because you're not just a commentator. You're not, no. like, you're into all kinds of things. The last time we brought you on, it was to talk about uppercut whiskey that you were right. just starting since we follow each other on facebook i've got to see that it's kind of blown up a little bit yeah it really has it's been um way more than i ever thought it would be for the last you know the last year we just had our one year anniversary january 30th congratulations thank yeah, you congratulations um i never ever thought it would be what it has become and we're looking now at we've got over 80 stores in missouri we've just hit 50 stores in illinois um, we're now in, you know, some of the biggest bars, whiskey bars that you would never think would pick up a flavored quote unquote whiskey. Um, it's on the menu now. So like we're on the menu at Clark and Bourbon. How, how does this, how does that happen? Um, how does it, that, because there's gotta be a, a process to that. Actually two things. One, I screwed up the intro. So for the fans listening, the voice of Shamrock FC, Jeremy <laughs> oh. Johnson. <laughs> I, the Renaissance man. The, the, the Renaissance yeah, man. I, call him yeah, the Renaissance I screwed man. that up. You said you said Jeremy, but you didn't get his last name in there because of my, my fault interrupting you. And then uh, and then too, I remember you selling out the first week you dropped. Oh. Um, we're on our now fifth ordering um, of creation, so it's it's been way more than I ever thought it would be. Not to cut you off. What do you mean no. by your fifth order of creations? So, in the whiskey business, basically. If you don't own the distillery, then you have to order it from a company that does your process. So there's two different ways of of making whiskey. You can either source it from a company that just makes bulk whiskey for everybody. So I don't know if you know this, but like Bullet Rye, Templeton Rye, and Whistlepig Rye are all made by the same company in Indiana. Um, And so what we did is we took and... I made this in my house, like to start. I made it 
in my kitchen, literally. And it took forever to do. And I can confirm that because yeah. I had some tastings before it ever went. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and what I had to do is I had to go find a distillery out there that would use my recipe and my techniques to make the flavoring because it's not, you know, it, it's cinnamon walnut, but it's not like sweet. It's not, I mean, you guys have had it. I have, I have it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And so I had to go find a company that d- would do that. And I ended up using um, so, a, a company in North Carolina. Who, but you're, out, you're out there like Rocky Balboa and stuff when he's, for, Sylvester Stallone, when he's first selling the movie Rocky. Yes. He's like, no, I'm not, you're not, I'm, I'm going to star in this. I'm going to star in this. Well, I was, I was offered in the beginning um, one of the biggest last names in the brewery business wanted in and they came to what it was, it was, but it was between two people. It was like, and there was an intermediary, but basically they told me, Oh yeah, it's not bad. It's, you know, it's, it's a pretty good idea. We're not real sure it would go anywhere. How much to buy in? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I won. All right. I got this. So why, why did you, why did you not want them to buy in? So reason being is, is number one, I'm a control freak. Um, and if you, you know, I know Lance has seen me whenever we're even doing fights, I'm a control freak. Um, I'm producing from where I sit. I do anything and everything. And I wanted 100% control. So if a batch isn't right, it took them nine tries to make what I wanted. And to me going back and forth with them to get the correct, after I'd already sent them 100% the recipe, how long it needs to age, how long it needs to do all of the stuff, it still took them nine times to get it right. Rightfully so, though. It's your baby. You exactly. should want it You, you yeah. should want it to be perfect. Yeah. I, I know, but it, it's... Um like, I don't know numbers and stuff like that, but when somebody, like a big name comes to you and offers you X whatever, it's tempting not to. It, it, it would have it more than likely been low six figures right uh, to, to get it going. So, but, I mean, that's still <laughs> nothing to sneeze at. No, but. no, not at all. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is now, though, is, you know, if Diageo or some big brand comes to me or Sazerac, who owns Fireball, wants to make me go away, I'm the one who makes all the money. If 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 I right. would ever no, sell no, out, but I have no I have no want or desire to ever get out of did, it. Did you? Uh, what were your intentions when you first started? Like when you, when was it just to make a good whiskey that, that you enjoyed? Or? I got drunk one night and decided that I could do this. Which it, unfortunately, I mean, that was really what it was. I got I got drunk one night sitting at home, and I went, you know what? I'm gonna buy a still because I think I know enough about whiskey that I could make this work. I didn't know anything but you, you i believe it i believe that though because i mean we bonded over drinking whiskey at whiskey bars i mean we've, oh, yeah. we've talked whiskey many times this was before you even mentioned that you're thinking about making a whiskey so i mean your life a lot of your life revolves around whiskey you have the well you know, your podcast and yeah, all that so we've got the we've got the mma bourbon appreciation society with jim range and craig nacello <laughs> and uh, matt frazier producing for how us did, and- how did that <clears throat> that bond come together between the three of you oh goodness um we're kind of I don't want to say the last three of the golden age of MMA in St. Louis, but we are probably some of the oldest left. Um, You know, we've been around it for, I like, I was talking to a guy tonight who goes, well, when did you get into the game? And I'm like, he's like, well, I've been at it for like three years. And I go, (laughs) I go, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 18. So when were you born? I said, well, I was 30 years before you. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, I remember whenever Matt Hughes was getting ready to go fight Carlos Newton. And we were in, you, you know, that yeah. days. Yeah. And so I, he and all of us were really around the golden age of, of MMA at the time when Steve Berger was fighting. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people remember Bodog fights that were yes. on TV yep. late night. Loved you them. Know, 
Exactly. I even Big remember time. the. Well, I remember I the, 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 the Hughes and the uh, Newton was the slam heard around. Yep. Yeah, the yeah, power because, bomb. Because Matt was out cold. Yep. Yes. It was a whoever um, got up first. Yep. <laughs> Bodog, though, was. Uh, I made a lot of money on Bodog. Oh, yeah. Because it, it was the first betting site. And it was still in its infancy, like MMA was. So, like, you would hear Joe Rogan talk. Or so the. Uh, Oh man, they would on FSN. They would have people who'd come on there and talk, and those guys were like giving you the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just go to the, to the online and bet their fighters, and the majority of the time you won. Well, back, oh, yeah. back in the day, too, you had Excess TV, who had like you know actual fight shows and talk and well, everything. It was, it was just it was a different time back then. It really was, and I mean, so it really though became like because you're quite you know being the, the how did the three of us really get into it like that way really it was just kind of the the bond over being the last ones of it you know craig and i have worked together forever as cutmen in st louis um because i was the original one for shamrock fc yeah. and then i brought craig in and then whenever i moved over to commentary nine years ago um he took over as head and then we've just mm-hmm. kind of went forever you know uh, myself him and mike driesbach own a business and then Jimmy and I have really kind of always just been friends and it's really, you know, we all hung out with Bob Barton back in the old days. We, um, we all then Jimmy was a big whiskey guy too. And we really kind of just bonded over that and we would sit around and have a few pours and Next thing you know, we're deciding to do a podcast, and then it hit iHeartRadio, and then it became big, and then it was crazy. So, so I was a guest on one of the, on one of the episodes. It was a special episode. I didn't know I was going to be a guest on, and <laughs> Jeremy got me drunk before we went live, and I was too scared to say anything. I knew I was drunk. I was like, I'm going to say something stupid, and then you can watch you can watch how un how uneasy I am in the video because I think you streamed it live or something. And I was sitting there the whole time, like, don't say nothing. You're drunk. You don't know what's coming out of your mouth. Don't say nothing. We, you know, it's one of those that. Whiskey is one of those things that bring people together. It's not about drinking. It's not about yeah. the, that. It's it's about what it brings together. Because if somebody comes up to me and goes, let's get a cocktail, I know we're going to have a great time. Yeah. There's there, We're going to have a great conversation. We're going to have a great time. doesn't matter what it is. Um, if somebody says in the middle of the day, well, you know what? Let's go have a drink. <laughs> Darn right. Let's go do it. <laughs> and so uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of um, the idea just to be able to sit back, have a drink with your friends. And that's really kind of what the MMA Bourbon Society is. It's just we sit back, we have a few drinks, and we talk about fighting and whiskey. Oh, and so. you're all you're all three different personalities too. Oh, so like it, there's it, no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so it makes it it makes a perfect mix. Yeah. So it, yeah, I, I love the show. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's really because it is. It's I'm kind of the technical guy, so they all make fun of me because I'm a I'm a whiskey steward and like which is like a sommelier of whiskey. Um, I. Jimmy is the the forever straight guy. He's always the one who's straight man down the pipe. He's like kind of leads the that type of thing. You know, let's talk about the business end of it. And then Craig just the makes jokes to the point that saying. everybody is like, we love him. He's my mom. Craig's the black sheep of the group. Exactly. My mom loves him. He goes, he is so funny and does not care what he says. I'm like, nope. And that's all 100% real. No, he makes me laugh at the fights all the time. Oh, yeah. So. I heard there was another adventure you're probably you're get, trying to get into <laughs> dun, next dun, though. Dun. Like, uh, <sighs> yeah, like I can't be- a little bit about that. I can't believe that I decided that I needed to do something else. <laughs> well, I like, mean, you can't be mad at me because I asked permission before I told him. <laughs> no, I, and I, yeah, it's it, it's kind of out there at the moment. Um, a few people know about it, especially in our community. But it was, I didn't need anything else to do. I mean, last time I was, oh, on, no, we, it, we talked about a lot of what I do you know, outside of the it's MMA a, world. and It's a lot. Yeah, it is. But I decided I, I wanted to add one more. So uh, we are going into the barbecue sauce business. 
And when I say we, it's myself, um, Matt Frazier, and Chef Jeremiah Conley from um, the, the St. Charles area. Uh, he's an executive chef at a couple of restaurants out oh, there. Awesome. Wow. And so I, um, I threw a party one night or I threw a private event one night, um, for some friends and we had, um, the, we went to a place called Tompkins Riverside. Unfortunately, it isn't there anymore. Um, but they made everything on the menu with uppercut whiskey Nice. and it was from like the meatballs to the sandwiches, to the chicken, to all of this. And they came out with this barbecue sauce. That's some ice at Diddy. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. That is hella cool. Well, your son just gave the chef's kiss. Yes, so. it was it was pretty amazing. <laughs> and and literally, it was. Uh, everybody came up to me and they're like, "Have you tried this bar?" I'm like, "Yeah." I said, "I." So I said, "Can I talk to the guy who made it?" And they're like, he came out and we talked for a few minutes and he's like, "Yeah." He says, I've, "I made everything with with uppercut whiskey and I'm really you know." interested in this barbecue sauce and everybody was like, well, you got to do this. And I went over to him and I said, so you want to go into business? And he looked at me like I had three heads. Cause he was like, yeah, right guy, come on. And they go, no, this is the guy that owns uppercut whiskey. And they were like, Oh, cause we'd already went through four bottles during right. this party. Right? Right, right. Um, and he was like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. So we had a couple of meetings. Um, we went over to my, uh, my bar over in Granite City, and we um, we made some sauce. And so, what's the name of that bar again? Oh, we, we, it's uh, called the Speakeasy. The so, speakeasy. Just, I, I I just have a little part of it. I Nothing still bad. I still need to make it over there. I, I keep telling you guys I'm going to, and I know I keep I keep bailing on you. So I do apologize no, for that, but I do good. want to make it out there at some point. But uh, so we kept making, you know, we we made some sauce, and it was far and above even what he made at the restaurant, and. So, so, uh, all right. so you're, you and him are collaborating, collaborating on this. Like so you're helping him at this point. Absolutely. It's not just, okay. Yeah. So like we, okay. we went through a ton of R and D. We all took bottles. We gave some bottles away to people. Um, we've made a couple of changes. We're going to do our final patent of the recipe now. And I have had a few meetings with, with some people and it looks like we're going to hit probably um, every major grocery store in the Midwest. Within probably the next six seven months, and that's wow. what we call growth. That's what we call the, that's what we call the Renaissance man. Right? Um, like, it, it's like you were the the, for sh- the poster child for the Renaissance <laughs> man. I I couldn't think of a better word that I that I could describe you with the very first time you come on here, and you just show why it's even more fitting now. Well, you know, it's I wish I could I wish I could go to sleep at night, but I don't. So no, I, I, I feel just, you. I just sit around and kind of come up with ideas and. I run from a ton of them. I'm very lucky now that like Matt has really become kind of my right hand guy to keep me sane. And I never realized that I needed it until I got it. And because he will <laughs> right. literally still send me messages. He goes, Hey man, where are we at with this, this and this? And I'm like, well, I had this. He's like, no, we have to do this. Got it. Okay, perfect. And he's so involved in the whiskey now too with, uh, you know, do, he does all the graphics and things like that for me too. So, um, it really has, I, he is such an asset to the, not only just to me, but like to the entire MMA community. Oh. I mean, the things that he does with Nemesis are yeah, freaking amazing. Yeah. Well, it's because he kind of hinted it to me and then I know oh, yeah. you talked about it and you kind of gave me more details on it. But yeah. That's why I was like, I hope we can talk about it. That's why I wanted to ask you <laughs> first. Cause I know it's supposed to be a big secret. So. Yeah. No, we, um, we're looking to, we'll probably launch. I'm hopeful in another five months. If it was, you were to say it's comparable to, Nothing. That's and I hate, I hate to say that. I really do. Um, but there is, and 
like I won't tell you what's in it, but there is stuff that number one, you would never think is in barbecue sauce. And number two, um, has never been, and I know it sounds cliche, but has never been done before. So that's what's um, up though. Yeah. It, and it's, it's pretty Two sweet. So phones and one for the, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's how you do when you're busy. <laughs> I do apologize. Yes. I have two phones. Oh but no, I, no. I, I turned them off. I turned off the, the ringer cause I know how, how this game works. So. Oh no, I can't help but think my, of that song every time. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. Work was, uh, they used to give us a hundred dollars a month for a phone check. Well, now they're like, no, we can give you all the phone or we can take your number and put it on there. And I was like, so I got to have two phones or you have to have like all the, like the pri- the stuff, uh, you're privy to all my privacy information right. and stuff. They were like, yeah, I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> I'll pay my own bill. I don't need anything from you. Yeah. But no. Um, so or have you, do you like barbecue? I mean, obviously you have to like oh, barbecue I, sauce. But I, you- I love barbecue. Um, I love doing it, it to the point that... Um, I'm going to say this one. You're going to be like, really? Um, to the point that I almost bought a restaurant. Right. Um, I came, I came very close to buying. As a matter of fact, I was, I was secondary in whenever, whenever you're, you sell a business, you generally have your first person that you're going to, and then you have your backups in case it falls through. I was the first backup to buy this place. And, um, we were going to turn it basically into a barbecue whiskey, um, venture. I was going to ask, uh, that would t- seem like it would take up a huge chunk of your life, mm. but when you just added the the things that you that you love doing into one. Oh, well, you know. Because I... it seems like owning a business like that, like, I don't know how hands, like, it seems like you'd have to be. Oh, I'm a hunt. I, I, I owned a bar before, and I mean, we had, we had a restaurant end of it, and I sold it for, you know, I made a good good amount of money on it. It was great, but it I'm always a hands-on person. And, but I never do anything that I don't like. Right. Like, I don't want to ever have to say that I'm going to work because that's not what it's about. I mean, you asked me that the last time. You're like, what, what's the greatest day of the week? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I said, I, at one point in time, I literally, I, I don't know what day he it is. He remembers too. It's, yeah. Well, the, well, the restaurant, <laughs> so the restaurant business can be rough. I mean, oh, hundred percent. I would, it's a lot of work and like, a lot of time. Yeah. But I have, I had a have. good, I have a good enough amount of people w- around me that I can bring in because you, you have to be able to delegate things too. You can't just do it all yourself. Um, how's that, I've, how's I've that go with that. your control? It's hard, it's hard yeah. but you have to find people that you trust and are on the same same vision as you. And that's kind of like, that's why I have like Matt's involved with it. Um, if I would have done the restaurant, I'm not supposed to say it, but Jimmy would have been involved in it. Too. Right. You know, so I, I have people that I trust and have my my ideas to it. So it it's extremely hard for somebody like <laughs> the mm. prime example. Uh, whatever this show is right now or before Lance came along, I did that. So to mm-hmm. like to. How have to hand over some of that to somebody? It's not easy to do. No, like because you're like, and he he starts asking. He starts wanting. To, he was doing all this stuff, and I remember getting off the phone with him. And I'm like, man, you sure he's doing a fucking lot. <laughs> <laughs> but then I like I said I I, I caught myself immediately and was like, that was the whole fucking point, right? What we, that's why that's why we brought him on. That's why we asked him to be a part of it and stuff and help to grow it and shit. But. That that initial stuff is not it's not easy no to, to like to delegate with and especially when you you love it that's why you do some of the things we do in life you know what I'm saying hundred like, percent I, I love doing this and, uh, and there's been some step back I mean there's been times we will have a conversation you think about it, we step back a bit we go forward I mean it's just, it's what's a work in progress and it's I can see though every time 
he gets nervous. It's his baby. Like I was saying with you, it's oh, his baby. You know? Yeah. And then I got it's so. a control thing too. Like it, I'm, right. I'm the same way at work. Like man, it was so control hard for freak. me to leave the field. Like even when they're offering me this office gig and stuff, because I'm like, man, I can. When I'm trying to get them to to learn, I can do so much better. I'll just go do it myself. Or I'll, and then I would like go in the warehouse and I would spend five hours in the warehouse when I should have been in the office the whole time. Yeah. And should just because it's hard to let go of certain things. Like oh. It really is. Um, but you, you come to a point where if you're going to do multiple things, you have to have a great support system. And I'm really lucky that, you know, down to, you know, my kids work for me part time um, in one of our jobs. Um, my son understands the whiskey business. It, my daughter worked at the bar, you know, that kind of thing. So I have a lot of a lot of people who help me out with that. Yeah, so it really does work out. Well, we just have one rule, just one rule, just one rule, and that is our friendship is not get affected by this. Oh, I thought you were telling a joke. About this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were telling a joke at first. I'm so like, like, yeah, where are we going? Here? No, I was gonna say, no, we have one rule, like uh, as partners, that oh, yeah, the friendship does not get involved. You yeah. have to, and it, it it's because working with your friends can be a real nightmare. Working with family can be a real nightmare. Working with Danny can be. No, I'm I mean, there you like, go. No, no. He, he has man, not. No, he's been really good. Any honestly. man that's going to wear himself yeah. on his shirt is right. Yeah, it's like that's that. I honestly, mean, listeners, that's a joke. I just I poke at him all the that's time. That's not so. a joke. I literally have my my face on. Yeah, my yeah shirt. that part's not a joke. Yes. He does. He's literally wearing a shirt of himself. That is Danny. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to walk around like that too. We, <laughs> like it's not just for here. We're being Dannyisms. Dannyism. <laughs> wearing yourself on your shirt, Dannyism. Who? I mean, I think it's cool. I, I love it. I'm all about it. So yeah, definitely. Especially, it's a good picture too. It's it is. So he he says it's cool. If I walk in with myself on the shirt, I'm like that's stupidest. Thing I think you 100 percent need to. If, if you walked in here with your picture on your face, like look at this douchebag. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's hypocritical sometimes, guys. <laughs> I, I, so uh, I had a couple more questions though about some other things. Uh, oh, this makes uh, me nervous. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks like he's having that hard segue. Oh boy. <laughs> The face of ghost hunting. Oh, uh, no. Yes. <laughs> Do you? So you have an IMDb page, right? Yes. I thought you did. I, you know how many Jeremy Johnsons there are? I could yes. not find it. And you're like, yes, I do. And thank yeah. God. I have. I do have an IMDb page. Um, mm. I have done some television work outside of just which I, Rock FC, which I found out over drinking whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> it slipped out. Yeah. And and I remembered. And. What was your work outside of Shamrock FC? Uh, you know, I mean, I've done some commercials. I've done a couple of television shows. Uh, yeah, I um, I used to be involved in some of the ghost hunting shows of the. Let's see how do how do I put this? Yeah. <laughs> um, now I used to be involved in a couple of ghost hunting shows that were very big in the early two thousands. And this is because, like the whiskey, I'm assuming, and the sauce, you were a fan of this stuff. You were into uh, this. I, I, everybody wants to be on TV. I mean, Lance, do you? One hundred percent. You know, <laughs> no, facts. I, get yes. you get what I'm saying. I, I, I mean, everybody wanted to be on TV. Mm-hmm. I, I have I have an interest in things like that. Okay. Um, but I I will say that um, I have I have had the opportunities to be in some very cool places. I have met some very cool people. I I shot a lot of television. All right. The quest- I, I won't I won't say what show it was. Did you I, I will find tell a you- ghost. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, that I, wheel's turning. What do you got? <laughs> I, I, I will tell you that one of the other people on the show was in the movie The Exorcist, and I will only go that far. So now, if you the new out, Exorcist or the old one, the old one. He's, he's he does not realize how much time I'm gonna put into this <laughs> to find <this> show. <laughs> Have you ever seen the old Exorcist? Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, pretty scary movie. Yeah, I mean, especially for its time. Yeah, 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 a lot I of think, groundbreaking think, stuff. When's yeah. the last time you seen The Exorcist? Three months ago. Oh, no. oh okay. I want I. You're in this. I, I, okay, so I have. Do, this, do you do the? I know that guy. No, I'm playing no, with no. you. <laughs> um, yeah, I have. I, I have this thing that, that I watch the same things over and oh, over. No. Which, which I. Oh, I know why. Because I'm crazy. No, because I was told I was crazy. Comfort. It's, it's, it's yes. It's, I mean, it, it slows our anxiety. We watch the same shows and episodes so that we already know the outcome and we're not anxious and nervous to get to that. Have you ever been watching something to turn it off? Oh, all the time. I don't really, but see, I don't really watch TV. So when I do, I want to watch something that I know is going, I know the ending. Yeah, I was, I was told I was crazy. I have to do that for sleeping. I have to, if I, if it's something I haven't watched before, it just, yep. See, I can't, I can't, I can't have anything when I go to sleep. At all. See, my mind would go crazy. I I have to have something. Have you always been that way or has it changed? Okay, see, I've changed. I used to, TV, I'd sleep with a TV on and then it started waking me up in the middle of the night. So I would turn the um, timer on. To go to sleep, so I was turned off when after I went to bed, and then one night I just turned the fucking thing off, and I haven't turned it back on. And that was like ten years ago. I, my mind won't shut off. That's that's why I don't sleep because my mind goes nuts. That's probably why you don't sleep a whole. Oh night yeah, either, completely. Yeah, I mean, because that's... your mind doesn't go. I'm, I feel like with all these things you're doing, obviously your mind's probably going 100 miles per hour. Yeah, it, it it is, and it's one of those that I have to just tell myself, you know, it's time to stop. I have to put the phone down. I got to give myself like 15 minutes before I go to bed that I don't do anything else. I don't answer emails. I don't do anything. And I have to just sit there. And do then not I'm disturb like, is your best friend. Pretty much. And then it's either I'm either going to sleep or I'm not. And I may get up at three o'clock in the morning and just go. No, I, I yeah. So unless you're me and Danny and we, we put the notify anyway, when we're going to sending to each other, oh, he, he, he's well, going to hear me out. Certain, no, that's the sign people. of a good partner though. That's good. <laughs> you gonna hear me out. Don't you put not to do not First disturb. Time, on I me. don't put a do not, do not disturb phone on my, cause my, my ringer's off and this is like a gift. I guess I have, if I'm asleep, I don't hear you really. I don't hear you ring. Good there's there's you. a period of time that I'm out. To, like a tornado could come to my house and everybody could be dead except me laying in that bed and I'm gonna wake up and be like, <laughs> <laughs> "What of <have> you? <laughs> what the fuck happened here?" Uh, I, it's a gift, but it's like there's a three hour period, four, four or five hour period of time that depending on how much sleep I get that in that night because I was sleeping for like four hours and then it, right now it's like six, six and a half I'm getting and man, whoo, nice, yeah, nice, yeah. I still average about four. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm getting to bed. That's about, about where I am. I'm getting to bed about eight thirty, nine o'clock these days. Yeah, waking up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, damn. Yeah, you get up early. I say I get texts from you like really early, or yeah, I oh. see you read early. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen me on my morning post or anything, but somebody called me an annoying douchebag or annoying. Uh, what'd you say? You're too loud for me, or you're too. Uh... <laughs> no, you're. I was like, man, you are way too awake and happy for that time in the morning. I didn't call you a douchebag. <laughs> I did not. I've called you a douchebag. Don't give me no. I've called you a douchebag, but not for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my mind heard though was uh, douchebag being too loud. Nah, in no, the no, morning. no, 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 no. I just meant you were way too much energy in the morning for me. <laughs> but that's. I, I, I'm like that. As soon as my feet hit the floor, I'm like, yeah, it's time to go. Let's go kick today's ass. I need about an hour. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna lie. So no the, coffee, no nothing. I'm like, let's just go. Speaking of the commentating, yes, uh, Shamrock. FC three forty three, yes, is this weekend? Is that is that this weekend? Oh, it is this weekend, weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It should be uh, it should be an interesting show. Um, Got my boy Tyler Gross. um, 
Tyler. I know uh, Josh Augustine. Um, should be some good fights on the card. I'm looking Scott forward Stearns, to Scott Stearns. Is that this one? Uh, no, that's yes. That's not Augustine, though. No, Scott. Uh, Scott. Nathan's cousin is against. Uh, oh, Na- uh, Nathan Stearns. Nathan and, Stearns um, and uh, Sean Scott. Scott. Sean Scott. Yeah. 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 That's the, is that this weekend? Yeah, that one's yeah. this weekend. That's the one that caught my eye the most. Sure, let's get a prediction um, on that. And I will tell you, you know, I know Nathan always comes to fight no matter what, no matter where. He's got mm-hmm. that really kind of herky-jerky karate style. Uh, Sean Scott is just a straightforward head down. Um, he actually has dumped me on my head a few times this yeah. last few weeks for this one. So, uh, Hold on, time but, yeah, wait. Let's rewind that a second. Oh, let's so, yeah, we're gonna go there, aren't we? If Sean dumped you on your head recently, that means that you're back at training. Oh, how about yeah, that? I have uh, I have made it back into the world after a couple of years off. Um, my my son has kind of dragged me kicking and screaming back into the world of training. Which is he doing it with it, you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking a dude. It's oh, a it, dr- there, man. There is nothing better either. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it, it's one of those that I really, I, I missed it. And I mean, and you, you guys got to know. I mean, you both fought that you missed the days. I, I miss it. I don't. Why? Uh, I, so it's not the training. It's not the work ethic. It's the high school BS that always went with it. That right there is why I'm so stoked with the gym that I ended up in. Yeah. Because there is, I mean, there's drama everywhere. There's always drama. No matter what. (laughs) And knock on wood so far, man, I have absolutely loved these guys that I've I've now kind of joined in with. That's what's up, man. And um, it has been, you know, good classes. Um, It has been a whole other, I mean, like I sparred last week again, and... I, I was dead for four days. Like I couldn't move for four days. I don't miss that either. Waking up hurting. <laughs> um, but I miss, I miss all of it. Well, but now, so think about that. You could go do it with your kids. Oh, you I know, know I, I do, you know, and, but there is nothing better than when like, all right, cool. I'm going to go punch my son in the no, face. Fuck yeah. You know, or like whenever my daughter and I was, would do judo, you know, and I'm going to throw your ass around kid. You know, no. there was how it went. So I used to drag them to burgers with me when they were little bitty kids. And I, like, I'm talking super little. Like, I would put them in my bag and let them sleep. Like one of them would sleep there and the other one would run around and stuff. I took them with me all the time. I tried to get them to sign up down here and I actually paid for a couple of months down here at, uh, uh, Arnold BJJ. Mm-hmm. I think Kirk is a fantastic. It's literally seven minutes from my house. Wow. Yeah. And, and Danny was all. He ended up. He was. He resisted, and then he bought in, and he was going through. And they loved him down there. Danny's been a natural his whole life at anything. Dylan's like, man, this is fuck. This I hate this. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. I'm not doing this, and I would make him go. Dude. I'm making him. And then when he would see me there, he would argue. So I was like, maybe I'm not gonna go in with him no more. So I dropped him off, and I come back, and this motherfucker is sitting on the uh, stool. <laughs> just wasting time and money so i was so mad so i didn't make him go anymore but uh i would love to go train with my kids and shit like yeah me, me and little Dan, I, i've held mid not the same but i've held mids for him a little bit and sure we i take him to the, uh, any any gig i do with mma i've taken him with me he's been my ride or die i fucking would love to punch him in the face quite a few times and i'm sure he would love to punch me too oh yeah and i mean it's it's one of those that like my kids have went with me since you know my son is 17 now and he started in the gym at five now, my daughter was 10 and she's 22. And, you know, they both now work for Shamrock. That's um, what's up. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, thank you. You got to talk into the mic, though, if you're going to talk. It's got to be about so, this close. Yeah, you got to get closer. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah. No. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, he's been working with me. Um, he's become a cameraman now for Shamrock, like on payroll and the whole bit. And then um, That's what's up, man. And then he's been uh, apprenticing as a cut man under Craig. 
And so he's he's done some shows on his own now, and he's out there. And I mean, he's been doing that for over a year, but we finally now starting to let him actually work shows and things. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then my daughter, um, she does a lot of social media for Shamrock now on Fight Nights too. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a whole thing. Family business. That's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So since that segued into, uh, did you watch the UFC this past weekend? Yes. Who won, Volkov or uh, Islam? So Volkanovski or Islam, huh? Um, so I will tell you that my my four fight parlay was all about Islam winning that fight. So right. um, I I can see where the judges thought. I can see where it went. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally had Volkanovski win in the main event, um, but I can see where it came from. There was enough control out of Islam that I think that that's more where, especially if you look at, if you look at the, where judging works state by state. Okay. Every state is a little bit different. And if you don't plan on what state you're fighting in, no matter what the rule set is, no matter if we're on old rules, new rules, blah, 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 blah. Every judge in that state has been taught a specific way. And it can be one that, if the takedown doesn't lead to damage, then it didn't count. But it could be that the takedown meant everything. Um, so, you know, and it comes from like, all right, so working fights in Kansas is different than working fights in Iowa, than working fights in California. It's all different. And so it could go either way. A, a fight that close, number one, I think that they could do it again and everybody would be happy. But um, I personally, for the way that I would judge a fight, I had Volkanovski win in it, um, but I can see where they went. Well, you know it's a good fight when there's debating about it. Absolutely. So, People are still talking but, about it. But here's the funny thing. It, he's the Islam's the loser. Yeah. No matter, like... Oh, completely. He's been the loser of this all through the board. And then there's accusations of uh, IV. Uh, yeah, that he yeah. took an IV after yeah, the weight cut. No proof has been made yet, but uh, there's been accusations anyways. Uh, but Volkanovski is... I, he's still ranked number one pound for pound. Yep. Uh, a lot of people thought that he did win the fight. Uh, robbery is always something, though, that I hate. I hate that word being ever thrown around because just the way you described it, clearly that's not a robbery. No. But if you go to the average fan, like there's like especially on Twitter, but it goes takes me back to Saturday, mm-hmm. the first title fight between Jacob Hiley mm-hmm. and that kid. And Fry. It won. A, it was a split decision. Yeah. I knew who won. Because I, I meant I, I, got, I got Missouri judges down pretty good. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you. I thought I thought I even said I said that uh, I leaned towards Fry, but I was like I could see Highly taking it because no. it was that close of a fight. Well, well here's yeah. the thing: Highly got him down at one point. Mm-hmm. Or Highly got taken down at one point. Highly did the damage though in the thir- that third round. He won that third round yeah. from the bot, and then he ended up getting back up too. But there but was there a little bit of control. There is no judge in, in Missouri that will will give you from the bottom. The only one that's that I, what I thought. The only one that I ever remember that that went that way mm-hmm. was like Mike Green back in the old days. He fought out. Um, yes, John Davis's buddy, our teammate. Oh, it's his dark haired guy. Yep. Yep. At, at Shamrock. Yep. And so, he, he won all three rounds from, or he won two or three rounds from his back. Yeah. But this guy was. I, I thought Hiley was actually like putting damage. I don't know about damage on the back. No, I agree. But, but I the, said on the commentary, like I was like. They don't usually give that, yeah, know, and that's why I lean towards Fry. But they did. I guess they did give it to him. But I asked these Missouri judges because all, all but one of them are great. So, yeah. and there's only one that's not, and I won't say her name. <laughs> that, uh, that nails it. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but, but here is here is where. So I have worked fights in Kansas, 
and Kansas has open scoring. You get to see every round. We were, none of us were going to say it, Danny. None of us were going to say it. We all knew what you were talking about, but none of us were going to say it. Um, I was so hard on that ref that day. I, I feel like I don't need any more I'm heat sorry, on me. Dude. I tell you what, that made it everywhere, man. Dude. Like, oh, I was, I was blatant. On, I was blatant I on commentary. Yeah, I was blatant oh, on commentary. See, about screw that fight. Mm-hmm. Go watch two fights before then. Mm-hmm. He did this. Like we were shocked and amazed at. The first one was bad. The second one was atrocious. And then there, it wasn't just that one time in the night. And I'm not going to say anything about bad about the guy because it was his first time. Well, second second time. But, yeah, yeah still, he's still, still green. I'm he's sorry. Still green. I'm but, sorry. yeah, he's still green, yeah. He was super new. <clears throat> so, I mean, he didn't let nobody get the shit beat out of him, which is the positive. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, robbing people of their moments okay, sucks. But- I I get that, but everybody's got to start somewhere, and we all suck. Uh, I agree, hundred percent. Everything no, that I agree, we do, yeah. I agree with you. But I think that moreover, even as as a commentator, and now that because you're the one who has to run mm-hmm. the the way that the the show goes, yeah. And you have to make the fight interesting, even if it isn't or not, or you have to give it to enough to make them explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. If we had open scoring to where we knew what every round was, it would change the fight business and it would change what we do Mm -hmm. also. But I can tell you by being in corners in Kansas. So I just did um, synergy fights that Cummings from the UFC's Mm -hmm. fights up in, in Kansas and they open scoring. I mean, I am in there and they, Pop up with an iPad yep. and they show the corners. She walk, and she walks walk, walks around the cage too. Well, but there is always a judge that will. Yeah. Do you see this? And I'm literally like coach there, and he's like, "Yep, good, okay." And it has to me. Everybody talked that. Oh well, it's going to make it to where it's going to be a boring third round. No, I have never mm-hmm. seen it yet. Um, out of all the shows that I were I was at with Invicta and those, mm-hmm. never, never has there been a boring round. Is I it, think that it gives more motivation both sides. To, to stay in it. Is that the argument you've heard against it? Is yes. It, make, it would make a boring mm-hmm. fight. It would be that everybody would run that. If, if they're up two rounds, they're going to do absolutely nothing but run the third. They I do mean, that anyway, even it, if they don't know well, the Well, completely. Yeah. That's, you know. That's ridiculous. But no, the one, they, I know what one you're talking about. So by that time, by that title fight, I had had enough with the referee a little bit. So I did kind of be like, oh, man, not again, you know. And then I got a lot of heat for that. And But I said the whole time on commentary, I gave him his props. I said, this is not the fighter's fault. He did exactly what he needed to hey. do. So I don't know why I got so much heat on it, but I did. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. did. That Chris Connors hey. is nasty. No, he is. That's why yeah, I wanted. Dude. That's why I wanted that fight. I mean, I made that fight. I wanted the, it. Remember <laughs> the sparring match? Sparring match between uh, Terry and uh, the, old boy. Yeah, yeah. That, that that made me mad too. Yes, made everybody mad. But <laughs> well, that dude can fight. And, no, I know he and can. Chris. Yeah. Chris be, not, yeah, no, yeah, I, I 100%. He slept that dude standing up at one of the cards. Oh. I, I even like, said that. I said he beat one of our ex-champions, and that's who, that's yeah, who it was. And he, made yeah. that, he knocked him out standing up. Well, it was, it was insane. And I told you in the beginning, when you first started mm-hmm. doing this, I, I told mm-hmm. you the biggest thing that was going to happen mm-hmm. is somebody is going to get mad at you for something yep. that you say no matter what. Have you had that? You've had, oh. had like when people have texted you. People, oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I got have, a nasty. I got a nasty test from a text from who somebody I considered a friend, and I was pretty upset by it. So yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I have heard it from the f- the funniest one, and I will I, I won't mention names, um, but is a St. Louis MMA kickboxing MMA guy, mm-hmm. and I said in one of the fights that he can't wrestle. I said it complete and total. Mm-hmm. I said he, if his game would change, he could be very good. But unfortunately, this has held him back. And he was pissed at me beyond belief. 
he came to me and he was like, I can't believe you said that. Well, I said, I can't believe that you haven't figured out that you need to learn how to wrestle in this game. And he said, okay. And by God, he come, he, he went out and got way better. As a matter of fact, in 20, I think at the end of 2022, people asked me who was my biggest rebound was him. And I, he literally now he's like, so what'd you think of this one? I'm like, you did this, this, and this right. And he, he took it to heart, That's which it. some yeah. people will do because I'll get a lot of guys who go, Oh, well, you know, you, you, you're only a talker. I'm like, man, I have been around this game. I have coached this game. I have fought in this mm-hmm. game. I have done it all. I know what I'm talking about no matter what. And I get to see a different angle. We get to see something mm-hmm. that no one else does. And so until you sit in that seat and you watch every minute move that they make, mm-hmm. that's the how and the why. Because we will see something before it's ever to even that people would even register mm-hmm. that it happened. Oh, he moved a hip a certain way. He did this a certain way. He yeah. changed his leg positions. That's going to change the game. And that's why you, we can kind of then predict what's coming yep. next. I've had, I mean, I've had it like that. So I've had some reach out to me, go, thank you. You've really helped me with my game by yep. picking me apart. And then I've had others that unfriend me and be mad, but I, I say it all the time. We are paid for our opinion. Yeah. That's what you have to give it. I am, I am here solely to, and it, it's kind of, it, it goes a little bit better whenever you have a color commentary, you know, like whenever yeah. Adam was with me too, he was very good at the, the why they did it wrong kind of thing. Yeah. He doesn't hold back. <laughs> no, he doesn't, but that's okay. Cause that's his style and he yeah. does very well with it. Um, when Ryan Sutton was with me before he passed, um, Ryan was one of the best as far as just the technicals. Like he would be like, no, this is the how and the why that he should have done X and Y. That's my Jordan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jordan, Jordan is very, very good at that. Um, And it it becomes to the point though, where if you can get past that, people will either a love you for what you said, B hate you for what you said. I mean, and it, I have had, I luckily I have had more who said thank you than I have who hated me over it. I have had people say that I was, I've had two people say that I was biased. Of course. Um, always. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing was, is it wasn't anyone attached to any gym that I had ever trained at. Mm-hmm. So that was always the biggest thing. Oh, well, you know, you've been this and you've been that. No, I'm me. And I have always been. I will give everyone the utmost respect because I know what it takes to get in there. And I'm not going to sit and just badmouth you. I'm going to tell you what I see, what my opinions are. And what I think needs to happen in this fight, because what I am doing and what you are doing is you are telling the average audience member who doesn't really understand MMA, I, I, what's going on. And you are the one who keeps the fight moving because if you're talking about a move that happened 30, 40 seconds ago, it's in the past and nobody gets it. You have to bring them back into what's going on. You have to keep the process flowing no matter what. Yeah. I think if someone calls me biased, I'll be okay. Cause I literally just like these last fights I got into a, a cussing match with one of the head coaches and I still break their gym up during the, during the, uh, <laughs> commentary. So yeah, you can call me biased, but sure. No. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever believe that. Yeah, well, but. no. And the thing is, is that as, as you go to like, you know, where it's not just a St. Louis centric thing mm-hmm. and it's more, you know, so it's, it's another region, it's another, mm-hmm. this, it's another, that it becomes a different animal because, yeah. you know, now like Shamrock FC doesn't have just St. Louis fighters anymore. 
Right. You know, there's gyms from Tennessee. There's gyms from Kansas. There's, you know, all over you, the Midwest. You kind of have to because it's a lot harder to get people to fight each it other is. these days. This isn't like the, the days whenever you guys no. were fighting where, you know, there was... I want, the, I want the number one. Now they're like, well... <laughs> right. Well, not only that, but there's not as many guys out there who really want to do this. Yeah. And you know, I... I give you the utmost respect for wanting to match make and commentate. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Um, I wouldn't want to deal with both ends of it. Yeah, it's I have a hard enough time on like <laughs> matchmaking. It's yeah. rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a hard enough time to get people to talk to me, to write their stories um, because it takes me about four, about 30 hours to write a shamrock pay-per-view mm -hmm. and because i take and i interview everybody mm -hmm. um i write all of their backstory then i go and watch their fights that i can find and then i'll write more about them and i'll figure out the, the kind of the how and the why to fill in all of the the other stuff and you taught me that because i do the same thing yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um but it does it takes 30 40 hours to write a show and i couldn't imagine trying to deal with you know zero day losses of mm -hmm. fights and then trying to write my stuff. And yeah, I give you, I give you the most credit yeah. on that. Man. Still, I'm still mad at Jesse Finney. I wanted to be your color commentator. It worked out great because now I get to be you. But, <laughs> but if you remember, I tried so hard and he kept, he kept thinking I was playing. I was like, I'm not playing. Yeah. I really want to try this. And then, yeah, then I got the opportunities. Thanks to Brad and Marlene who, Oh, you know, I, I yeah. love them to death, but Absolutely. like, yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, I was like, remember that I was kept texting. You're like, I'm like, yeah. I'm trying, man. I know. You know, but Adam does good too. Ad Adam's good. I, oh, yeah, Adam yeah. is good. Uh, Meredith, um, he's yeah, he's good. When you got him in, it was just when you were doing the there for a while. You're doing those little, uh, I guess, guest commentators. I was like, oh, I can do this. Let me in there. Let me in there. <laughs> well, I got this. <laughs> it, it really, it kind of, it kind of became a um, a lot of a lot of tryouts. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it was a lot of business related stuff mm -hmm. because you know when when your streaming platform goes to you know whom wherever what other type of combat sports right there are people with names that can bring that stuff in and mm -hmm. so you know and it, it's a hard game i mean people don't get it and i mean and now you know because both of you have done it it's hard sitting in that seat and trying to make up enough words that you don't walk over yourself you don't yep. use your crutch words i mean it really does yeah. become a a thing so yeah, well, I, I make up new words like stanky leg yeah he does <laughs> <laughs> well and i lead two teams now so that's it's really made me better because they're different personalities i got a, a young kid down at cage of honor that works with me and mm -hmm. then of course jordan and adam they're, they're professional they're they've actually helped me out so yeah they're more seasoned than i am sure along with you obviously so i oh. still thank you for that every time for the record stinky leg isn't a word i made up it's from wrestling i know it's not well, I, I don't want anybody i hope to i was gonna say i hope you don't <laughs> <laughs> i just i don't want anybody to be like danny's making it he didn't make that word <laughs> he's lying. you're like, gonna you're gonna get a bunch of messages showing when it first was said yeah <laughs> i'm like no i know i didn't make up the word but i figure people listening to your show would know that by now they're they're from in they're from Indonesia and Australia and Germany. They probably don't know what stinky it's a, leg it's means. A, it's a different country every time we talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. I'll, I, yeah. Yeah, it's, that is the weirdest, isn't it? Whenever you're whenever you start to have numbers in in places that you oh. would never. Spotify said my show was the in the top ten percent most down or shared podcast worldwide. It was in the top twenty percent most followed, which isn't that impressive when you look because like if you have friends. You're going to have a more successful podcast. Oh, absolutely. Than most anybody. Yeah. But there are than a lot of them. But when you get like, like the 10% mark and stuff, and they said it was the most the top 10% most shared podcast worldwide. That's uh, so I, that's why all the countries keep changing because. Mm -hmm. No, I, I know. I know. Oh, yeah, that I was yeah. that was the biggest thing whenever I was doing Down Goes Frazier was, you know, once we left ESPN and we went to iHeart. Um, yeah, it was weird to see the amount of like it took from. 
St. Louis, it was St. Louis and Kansas City was our two, of course, biggest markets right. being on ESPN yes. here in St. Louis, um, that it became like worldwide, worldwide. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wow, where in the hell did this come from? But it was just because, you know, we had big guests and we had mm-hmm. all of that. So, yeah, that well, was very weird. It's also good content, too. What I have found with the podcasting, though, uh, two things. One, it's not my friends who listen to me at all. And two, the guest doesn't really change like what you think it's good. Like we had Steve Ewing mm-hmm. and we thought, man. This is a huge fucking moment. Nope, nobody really came along. Right. We had fucking the dude from uh, uh, Brock Schmittler from Only and Lime. They had a, a 30,000 fan page mm-hmm. on there. I think we had two more followers after that. Wow. It's just the persistency and when you get so, like certain people find your content and they enjoy what you're talking about more exactly. than anything. I would assume Down to Go Fraser was a lot like that. It wasn't just to select the guest and stuff. You guys are you're interesting. To, like you, period, are interesting to talk to. Well, and, and hear, hear from talk. Well, and it was, it was the same way when I was doing that MMA show 10 years ago. You know, it was, you would get, would, then people were starved for MMA podcast. Right. You know, because like it was Mauro Ronaldo and me. You know, basically. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's and, good shit, though. Well, it, it's cool to be there from the beginning, but yeah, it was it was more. I was lucky enough that people were starved for it, and I could get UFC people at the time. So that was, I had my ties to doing like Invicta Media to Invicta Two. You know, mm-hmm. so I could get all of that. Right. And whenever the UFC took all of the uh, the the girls over to there for the 135 pounds, that was cool. I knew them from Invicta, and we were able to get all of them on the shows, and it, it worked out. So. You know, a lot of it can be timing, but yeah, if you put out a good quality product, which you know, See, I mean, I never wanted to be uh, an MMA show, show, uh, show though, but that's just kind of what I know, right? And like the and when I like when I invite guests on, I don't just invite MMA lifestyle like in that circle, but those are people who say yes and want to come and talk and shit. Like mm-hmm. occasionally, I get a band, but I get people that I've asked to come on the show that are all different walks of life, uh, and they're like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like, just, I said, listen to it. And people always think that like, you're out to get them. Like that's a, a thing that people think like, like you're out to make them sound bad. But I'm like, you know, if you, if you have one, if a guest has a bad experience on your show, they tell everyone, man, right. If they have a good experience, they tell three people. Exactly. So it, yep. it doesn't exactly. do no good for me to like have any bad experience with anyone on a show. So, but people are always leery and shit. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, we're going to sit oh, and yeah. talk. See, and I, I never, I'm, I'm not a fan of like, I will, I like, I, I asked Lance, I'm like, give me an overview of kind of where you want to go just so I kind of know right. what and where, but I, I'm, I was never one who would be like, all right, well, I need to know every question that you're going to no. ask me. Now I have done interviews where they wanted a question list to approve. Well, I tell mm-hmm. these, no, I tell the, I tell them how the show goes. Right. And then they're still like, I don't know. And I'm sure my public persona doesn't like, well, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't fucking like help with that. But like people should know that. Like, are you trying to make look? You're not, well, you, if I if you if you make your guests look bad, that's on your show. I mean, right. that's you don't want that. <laughs> well, and I'll say this: like, obviously, I cleared everything with you before. Well, yeah, you know, topics I cleared with you, and then I I can I can personally contest that if Danny thinks something's gonna make you look bad, he'll edit it out. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, oh, yeah. he's yeah. There's, no, There's even a few times I was like, oh, you don't have to edit that. He's like, I don't know. I don't no, know. Like, I, 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 perception of things is like all that people because people can hear one thing and then that you don't think at the time. And go, you know this better than either one of us, but and they just go run with that shit. Oh, like they was, will, they will catch yeah. one word that may have been out of context, mm-hmm. or it would have been the wrong word, and they will just run you over the coals well, with is, it. That's why every now and again I just say fucked up shit. So well, like, that's fair. So, every so they, now and then, so they can't come back and be like, "We got you, motherfucker." I'm like, like, "You didn't." Which well, one? 
Well, that was that was when you asked me the rapid fire questions last time. I'm like, all right, I like this. You know, it was it was different. So yeah, I try not to be uh, that. What, anyways? But we're gonna take a break, quick break. Come back and play uh, squared up. Do you have a leaky roof? Some busted siding? Are your gutters hanging down? Well, don't stress. Call Halsey Roofing. They'll come out and give you a free inspection and get your home on the path back to being safe, secured, and looking new again. They're a second-generation, family-owned, and operated business that has been serving the greater St. Louis area since 1978. So give them a call today at 314-714-0274. That's 314-714-0274. Halsey Roofing. Are you ready? I can't hear you. I said, or... You ready? Because it's time, baby. Bitches. Squared up. <laughs> and we are back to play squared up. What? First question. Uh-oh. What is a must quality to be a friend of yours? What is a must quality a person must have possessed to be a friend of yours? Um, I like very chill people. I don't want uh, anyone who's like... Too crazy, too looking for trouble, too want to just. So what you're saying no. is you're my friend, not Danny's. I got no, you. no, 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 no. I got you. No. No. I, got like, you. I got you. And and I have a I have a real hard time with like, if I think that you're you want to hang out just because you know we're gonna go drink a lot of whiskey or we're gonna you want something. I I have a real hard time with the people who like. I haven't talked to in, you know, a year, all of a sudden send me a message. Hey, man, can you give me tickets to Bellator? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real? The, you know, I thought you were my, yeah, you, you want tickets to Bellator now, right? Okay, got it. That's audacity, though, man, because I, even my, my best friend, my homie, unless it was like brought up in conversation, I could not, I don't want shit for free. If you could swap lives with one person in your life, who would it be? In, in my life. So anybody or... Yeah, no, anybody that you see, that you talk to, that's on a weekly, daily, monthly basis or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, damn, that's a hard one. That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to... I would like to swap places with someone much younger than me again. <laughs> I was about to ask, I was like, um, do you mean bodies or do you mean... Well, no, and, and when, Bo- I, when yeah, I say that, it's like... Swap lives. Like, I'm an older guy, and I know that, like, I'm, I mean, I'm almost 50. And I'm just like, man, life is kind of running fast and yeah. furious. So I wouldn't mind starting a little younger again, so... I've told a lot of people that as I get older, I realize life goes faster. It's, uh, oh, just wait, no, buddy. It, just it, wait. There's a scientific... Like theory or not? Theory. Yeah, there's like a equation. formula to it. There's yeah, an equation for why though, because what there's more time behind you than what's ahead of you, so it goes fa- like it's actually hmm. a scientific. Yeah, I'm too sense. stupid to remember all of it, but it's there. Edit. No. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if your pet suddenly started talking? My yeah. dude, he tries anyway, dude. I got that, I got that wolf husky mix, dude. He yells at me. We fight all the time. You're a weirdo, dude. He's, dude man. He tries to talk to me all the time. Dude, he does. He sits there and rah, 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 rah. like he literally yell at me if he's upset with me. So I would just assume at least I'd understand why I was getting chewed out. What would you do if your pet just all of a sudden started? To, hey, Jamie, what's up, man? See, uh, <laughs> you gonna pour us a drink or what? You man? know, man, the uh, the significant other's cat. I think it talks anyway, and I think it talks with an old man accent. Anyway, <laughs> so, so. You, so you gonna make fun of him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you came at me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not making fun of him. It makes more sense. <laughs> you you just want to say Wolf Husky? Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't. No, he's my baby, and he's if, getting old. But no, I don't. If you had to get a tattoo today, what would it, what would you get? Um, I would have the rest of my arm finished. 
What, what's that entail? What, looking at oh, yeah. what would it be? Yeah, what's, um, what's that entail? So I, I have um, a boatload of music stuff from my music career on my uh, on my upper shoulder. And the I wanted, Renaissance man. And I wanted to finish it down to my and my uh, my elbow, and I haven't done it yet. Right, on, I feel you on that. I'm I'm going to be getting mine finished here shortly, within the next six to eight years, allegedly. I was say <laughs> no, allegedly. I, I actually I started the the fading process on the top because I wanted to get it redone, yeah. and so yeah. You. Oh, my next one's actually, so I, I have a hill themed on my right arm of like hell characters. So uh, my next one's probably, gonna, I think, I'm thinking Ghost Rider, which would be July. I got a, I got an appointment set up in July. You're talking about, uh, so. what's his name is Ghost Rider, Nicholas Cage? No, I'm going to get the comic book Ghost Rider. He's going to have the flaming head, man. Because I have, I have Pinhead, I have Chatter, I have Spawn already on this side. So I think Ghost Rider's going to be next. Um, so other who, than that, I don't know. Who's your favorite superhero? Uh, either Captain America or um, Gambit. It's a villain. Batman. Uh, Batman? By far. Who's your favorite superhero? Iron Man. Iron Man. Okay, Iron Man's a villain too, by the way. Fair. All right. Yeah. I'm more of a Marvel Thanos guy. is the superhero of all superheroes. Thanos uh, made sense. He tried to literally save half of us. That's We're all going to die. That's what's awesome half about... Half of us can live. That's what's awesome about Marvel villains, though. You can always relate to him. Yeah. He, he threw... That's he, the one thing DC's missing. He a lot threw of his daughter off evil. the thing so that we could live. Yeah. For me. And you know, he was included in the snap too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a G right there. And who tried to stop him? Captain America. Fair. <laughs> what is your preferred method of communication? Text. Only, I don't like phone calls. It's, it, um, if I'm going to do a phone call, it's generally with somebody older because they don't understand the text. But text is instantaneous and it has a record. 100% so so I, I have a record of what was said because I may not remember what we talked about, but I can go back and I can see it. So yeah. if you actually ask me to call you later, I'll have anxiety till we call. Each really? Other. Yeah. Like, I hate that. It's like, just text me and tell me what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't like the, I need to talk to you and I'll talk to you later. No, just tell me now. Right. It, yeah. Cause if it's important, you're going to call me. Cause that's what I think. If you're going to call me, it's important, which means there's a death. There's well, that's my whole thing. Death. Every time like my mother calls me and it's, 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 it's her phone number that pops. I'm like, who died? That I'm okay because my mom, my mom doesn't know how to text, so that's, I, I, I get past that one. Yeah, I talk to her almost every day, so <laughs> just because she can't text. Right. <laughs> when was the last time you got caught picking your nose? It's been a long time. I, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw myself in the bus. I, I was just trying to think, and I think did at you the, get caught at the on fights? Did I, you I get think on like camera? twenty. No, I was like, I was like, I think I was like twenty. Like, oh. I don't know. I was like, I can't remember, but yeah. I was older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the other things, man. You got to watch what you're doing on the camera. Yeah, you never you know, know when they're going to jump to you. Yeah. So we had a problem with our monitor. So I was like, you got to tell me when we're on because sometimes I will. I'll scratch my nose or something. I don't want to do that on. So I was like, we were having trouble with our monitor, right? So like, we we're all like, no, you got to. And sometimes we'll talk amongst ourselves or like make a look at each other. And I was like, we need to know we're on camera. If we can't see the monitor. Oh. Like, and so our producer was like, you're on camera. And then we well, know. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that, that comes down to, yeah. I mean, you've got to, because. I hate to say it, but picking your nose is a great example. You never know when and where. And it, it was kind of weird whenever I did Ad Emeritus um, Jiu-Jitsu tournament mm -hmm. because it was all of a sudden they'd fade into me. I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't this is new. I'm not used to this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not used to having a camera on me. I have to actually hit the button, call my producer, say, I want the camera because I need to say this, that, and the other. Um, we don't have one that's just focused to it. I'm like, oh, my, this is very different. So, yeah. So yeah, I could see definitely don't get yeah, caught in my nose in that way. When our, yeah, when our monitor was having issues, I had a minor panic. I was like, "No, you got to let us know." <laughs> <laughs> if you could have free food for life from one fast food restaurant, which one would it be? 
Ooh, I don't care for fast food. Um, Popeye's chicken. Ooh, that's Ooh, a winner, I folks. Like that, yeah. That's a winner, folks. Yeah, that beats I'm, mine. I'm only going to keep that question in there so I could rag on somebody who says something different. <laughs> no, man, Popeye's and chicken. Not, and on that, I'm not answering. <laughs> Popeye's chicken, the, that's the that was That was not my answer, but it's like, I'm... I mean, I wouldn't mind changing it, but yeah. would you get mashed with like mashed potatoes? You get some okra, you get, yeah. You get the sandwich oh, those, or the Cajun, chicken. They're Cajun yes. potatoes. Oh. Mm. Oh. Woo, that's the answer there, bro. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> what is one goal you have for 2023? Um, I want to add four more states to the whiskey. I want to make sure that the um, sauce launches, and I want my kids to be good people. That's my biggest. Nice. I like that's those. good stuff. I yeah, like I that. Like those, yeah. You? So, um, nah, you're gonna make fun of me for this because we're be on the funny. show. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, honestly, my goal for for just this year is to double our fo- our followers on the Right Lanes fan page, and I'm getting there. We're Why close. the fuck would I make fun of you on that? <laughs> well, I don't know. Great. I thought you were gonna just say I'm just saying because I'm on the show like you right. had before. But no, I've got I've almost got us there. I, I'm I'm very close. I want to get to a thousand, and I'm very close to that. So, <laughs> you ain't almost got us there, but you're working on it. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, 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 and we gained a lot of followers. You we, know, no, we I, definitely I pushed, did. Like I pushed two, three hundred. Yeah, I was, I was so, happy. Yeah, I thought you uh, would. I was hoping so. Since you know, <laughs> I know. I, I, I had a conversation about because uh, I'm not the most uh, what, complimentary individual in the world. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know how. Like uh, I, when you tell me you did something good or whatever, the first thing my mind always does is trash well, it. Why, no, why didn't you think? Why couldn't you have done this more? Why couldn't yeah, you have yeah. done? Because that's how I would think for myself and shit. Uh, so my buddy, how how long would it take before you got sick and tired of never being fucking patted on the back? And I was like, I'm working on being a better person. <laughs> See that, but I I understand that. I like, you know, after a show or anything, you you sit back and you go, okay, what did we do wrong? What can we do better next? It's never that. Oh man, that was a great this. It was a great that. That this this is you know selling great. No, what can we do to make it better? Well, no, it's like, like he would yeah. he would do something. Uh, the, the sharing, the getting, like obviously working for the show and stuff. Uh, I'm grateful, but I, I like, and I, I don't know how to express that all the time. Sure, you know what I'm saying. And that's where like people, like people who've known me for years, are like, I wonder how long he's gonna. <laughs> no, no. Well, so, so my thing is though, because we did, we had those, we had, we had some deep talks. It's your baby, you know. We were gonna do something on our own, separate, and then he decided, no, you know, why don't you try being my co-host and that? And I was, then he, you know, like I said, there was step backs, step sure. forwards. And I want to show him that, no, I'm in. Dude, I'm in. You know, I'm going to push for this as much as I can. So I want to be equals with you. I don't, you know, I don't want you to feel like you're carrying dead weight or anything. So I was like, I, I started, I started like promoting the crap out of us. And even oh, though yeah. one of my, even though one of my episodes hasn't aired yet, <laughs> but that's not really, he's, he's super busy. That's why I haven't learned how to edit yet. I We're working you. on I'm, that. I'm, so. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to devote more time to it. Yeah. It's a lot more fun to make a show. Than to edit them, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what he told me. He said the thing he hates most is editing. That sometimes our shows get out late, and I was like, "Well, I'll try to learn with you." But then but we just at the time again, we're both busy. Sure. What is a fact very few people know about you? I used to be three hundred and forty pounds. I knew that. A few people do, but not a lot. <laughs> um, I was gigantic, and about. 10 years ago now, um, I had a cardiologist tell me, you won't see your daughter drive. That and did. that was that was it. And next thing you know, I'm like, nope, okay, cool. So That's what a lot of people don't realize. Sometimes you can't do it for yourself. It takes something like a it, hard it, truth like that for you to be like, you know what, you, okay, that's different. Yeah, yeah. that, that made all the difference in the world. Pictures. 
See, pictures did. They, I, well, I never took pictures. No. There are there are very very few pictures of. There's like I think there's literally one on my Instagram, and it was the here is the before and the after, um, and that's about it. They caught a picture of me. I was coaching my daughter's team, and uh, I had on this pink shirt, and it's supposed to fit like kind of like this one does, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it was but I had to buy it too big, so the thing looked like a goddamn dress. But it kind of fit me where it was supposed to to hide all of, the, and then they took a picture of that when I was walking, and it just looked like it looked like the Kool Aid Man had like not seen the sun in a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, feel that. I was like that dude's round, dude. So I, like, I just, I didn't start doing something about that. Our last picture with Susie hurt me. <laughs> She's so small. Oh, so. Yeah. I was like, oh man. <laughs> no, see, I'm back to that stage where if you look at me head on. I'm not that fat, <laughs> no, yeah, you, but if you look at me from the side, that's a fat bastard. So we're still working on it. <laughs> what? Which mythological creature would be the worst roommate? Wow. Um, I would say probably Pan just because he'd keep playing that goddamn flute all the time. <laughs> Those hooves just running across the floor, mm. you know, on that hardwood. It'd sound like a horse in your room all the time. Tinkerbell. Why? Because that bitch wouldn't just stop talking. Yeah, that's true. And she's jealous. She, <laughs> oh, she gets so she would jealous. Just shut up. Yeah, Why are we watching so football again? Is that football? Yeah. I'm like, I'm I've not, never seen yeah. Peter Pan, so. No? Who's, no. That, who's that girl? <laughs> she doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 Which person in your life is most likely a time traveler? Ooh. Oh, wow. Um, I'm looking at mine, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, fair. <laughs> um most likely a time traveler. I would I would probably say that uh my girl is is a is the time traveler because she mm. is pretty wise beyond her years, so. Right on. That's awesome. What is the worst movie you legit like? The worst movie that I like? Yeah. Oh, oh hold on. Oh man. Um um um, um, um Beavis about to do America something like that. No. Uh I mean that's one. I that's do bad. like that movie. Yeah. But that's not the one. Oh man, I had I had one. That's a good one. Because yeah, Into America is a good but one. There's some crappy movies out there, like oh, like Blood Rain. I can I I enjoy that one. That's a horrible movie. Blood Rain. It's based on a video game, uh, Chick Vampire. It sounds horrendous. Oh, it is horrendous. It's low budget, <laughs> but I just some reason I was okay with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's one for you? Roadhouse. Roadhouse is the corniest '80s movie ever, and it's amazing. But and I probably have seen it 200 times. Okay, what about a movie people don't love? Because <laughs> people consider, love that one. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you hear about it all the time. Yeah, that, I, I, I'm not letting you get away with that one. <laughs> okay. Um, the other one would be... I did Blood Rain right. and Be About to Do no, America. You, you Come on. this one? <laughs> um, Bobcat Goldfoyt did a movie called Shakes the Clown. I don't know that one. So he was basically... Is the guy who talks like this? Yeah. He was basically a drunken clown in a clownville, and it's a whole thing. And I have no idea how and where I went down this rabbit hole, but it is still on my iPad to this day. Nice. Okay. I'll give you that. I don't know what it is, but I'll give it to you. Yeah. It's terrible. (laughs) I wasn't giving you Roadhouse. There's so many people that do love Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would be your death row meal? Wow. Um... My death row meal is going to be, I would say, probably barbecue, some sort of steak, um, a lobster, and a lot of whiskey. Because if I'm going to go, we're going to get just drunk as hell going out. Facts. 
I'm getting that scrimp and lobster, baby. Yeah, mine's steak and uh, sushi. Popeye's chicken. <laughs> yeah, steak and sushi for me. Sushi. And nachos. And nachos. I don't get sushi. Yeah, I get nachos. Oh, I man. love sushi. I don't, but, get, yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't want that for my last, man. I'm not going to carb up before they take me out. <laughs> no, I am. You're going to pay for taking me. <laughs> that cleanup's going to be fun. <laughs> fuck, fuck them carbs. If you could ask your future self one question, what would it be? Oh, why my future self? What's the meaning of it all? Because it, me in the future is going to know kind of why everything has happened in the last, you know, however long we've been alive. And I want to know the why. Why did it? Why did it? Why did we all have to deal with different things? If you could tell 18 year old. Wait, 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 let's pull back. Dan, Uh-oh. you. What's that? I want to know yours. What would I ask future me? Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any answers to the questions I ask. I know you don't. That's why I'm pulling you out. <laughs> you put you threw a couple on me. That so. was nice. <laughs> Why'd you wait so long? Fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's good if you could ask 18-year-old you one thing, what would it be? Oh, and my voice tonight is uh, a bit on par. <laughs> <laughs> I say your voice tonight is that, uh, that, uh, 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 gr- uh, the gray books. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> so is this, yeah. a, if I could ask or if I could tell 18-year-old no, me? No, i tell something. you. We, we always, I have it in my head that we ask the older, wiser us. We tell the younger us. Okay. So that it'd be tell the 18-year-old you. What would I tell the 18-year-old me? Um, it's all going to be okay. Because 18-year-old me would probably hate me now because of kind of what I was, what I did. Um, would he believe you? No. In the, not in the least. Yeah. Um, I grew up a poor kid in the trailer park in Illinois, man. And there is no way that 18-year-old me would look at it and go, you're not going to do any of this. You're just going to be some bum, and I'm going to ride my skateboard, and that's it. No, I can you feel know? that. I can feel that for sure, because 18-year-old me, for sure. Well, first of all, he'd be mad. He'd be laughing at me because I live in Oakville. And then he wouldn't be, he'd be like, stop. You, you don't really live in Oakville, man. Just stop. You're bullshitting. So I can... Uh, I can yeah. appreciate that wholeheartedly. What would you say to 18-year-old you? I would probably say it gets better. Because, you know, when you're 18, man, there's and so And nobody much gets it. Yeah, nobody it gets, gets it. I must that's say, the motherfucking line right there, because that's the truth, well, that's kid. that's it, dude. It's, yeah. it's, hey. It, you're not going to listen to me. Even the most put-together person, I... <laughs> yeah. He's figuring it out as we go. Yeah, that's, Everybody. that's well, why I wouldn't say it. I'd just be like, "You're not going to listen to me. Just know it gets better." Yeah, no, and I, I can tell you that, man. It having, you know, seventeen, twenty-two. You know, they. I can tell them until I'm blue in the face, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, and that's okay. But they do. You you hope that you have given them enough to move forward with it. So you're gonna cry. You're gonna have broken hearts, but it, yeah. Absolutely. Gonna, you're going to be okay. Yeah. What is your favorite cheesy pickup line? Oh, God. I've never really done pickup lines. I mean, but know. we've all seen Will Smith in Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I like the 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 fall from heaven ones. Those mm-hmm. are always yeah, funny. Yeah, that's the first one I thought about. Um, yeah. yeah. The uh, do you believe in love at first sight or should I walk by again? That one's pretty good. I like I didn't believe in love at first sight until I seen you. <laughs> I like the, I like the Barney. Have you guys ever watched How I Met Your Mother? No. Oh, there's yes. a Barney Sin- Barney Simpson one. We're like, oh my god, someone called nine one one. Are are you okay? <laughs> are you? Oh my god, you must you must be really hurting. And she's like, what? What? And she's freaking out. And he's just like, because that fall from heaven had to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is something you used to dislike, but have later since changed your mind about? 
You, um, you can say me. It's fine. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to, so when I was younger, I hated the idea of the grind. I hated the idea of the corporate world. I hated the idea of all of that. And now I embrace everything about it. And if you're not out and you're not pushing and you're not doing, um, you're never going to be anything. And that's, it's a huge deal. So yeah, I, I never wanted to, to, to do that, but now it's, it's all I think about. I might play this part of the show for my kids for just so they can hear from you. <laughs> Straight up. But like, kids, this is what you're going to learn today. Exactly. <laughs> Don't listen to the loud mouth in the back. Well, and it, it, that's the problem, man, is it's, uh, if they go to college and they teach, the, you know, I never went to college. College, you know, no. Never had the want or the desire at all. So. I, f- I can I feel that. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm trying to teach my fiance right now. She's always like, why are you always working? Why are you pushing so hard? That's just Because, because I want it to be better it than be it better. was before. Yeah, 100%. Because no matter what, it's, it's also got to be maybe not for me at least, anyways. And I would assume there's a little bit of that, but both of you too. I want to leave something greater than than what I was supposed to be. Oh, you know, everybody wants. I want my kids to be better than me. I want them to be better at anything and everything that they've ever wanted to do. I don't want them to ride on my name on what I've done. I want them to go out and I want them to make their own. Um, you know, so. If they want to follow, if they want to learn from it, that's perfect. But I want them to go experience it for themselves. Because if I sit back and I, I make it hard, you know easy for you in every way, shape, or form, you are never going to be anything. So, If you were a ghost, who would you haunt? <laughs> Barack Obama. No, I, I, I mean... <laughs> What you up to? <laughs> if you at least if you could change one historic event, what event would it be? Oh Lord, I would love for the JFK assassination to have not happened or to have gone a different way because that to me, the, still the ideas of that particular conspiracy theory are amazing to me. So. There is a show based on that. Uh, I think it was was it James Franco. Where he goes back in time, and he has, he stops the assassination, and when he comes back, World War Three happened. World War Three is happening now, anyway. No, I get that, but I was just saying. But <laughs> I just so what do you think happened with JFK? Um, so I think that it was probably the um, the agents behind him in the car is what they came up with. Uh, that was the, yeah, no, the yeah. you know which one I'm talking about. Yep. Cause there's, there's a few of them. Yep. There's the badge man that was up on the grassy knoll who handed off to the construction worker and they ran down the, uh, and I've actually been there. Like I've been to Dealey Plaza a few times. That's cool. The umbrella, yeah. um, the umbrella, the babushka lady, the whole thing are all tied together. But um, I think it was probably one of the agents in the car behind them, whenever they changed the route at the end of it. And that was the only ones who knew where it was going. Um, and I think it was probably, dealt because of either a the mob or b the the stuff with cuba i 100 think it was the mafia now i think it was yeah i, I could buy into that too. i follow uh uh michael francisque okay and his dad but michael francisque was a known ma- mafia guy and his dad he was one of the five columbo or the five family new york families his dad was the one who got him into it and he said he wasn't there but he has it on a direct whatever and this is a mafia guy we're talking about so sure take it for a grain of salt but how he said it, when he said it, he was like, I got it on good confirmation from my dad that uh, the mafia 100% was in on it. The government knew about it. 
and those they can't admit to it because this, we got to a sitting president because they turned their back on the the uh, the crime families uh, mm-hmm. as soon as they got into office. Him and his brother Robert, right? And that's why and that, the, that part's well documented. Yeah, big time. It was done, yeah, from their dad who got who actually Chicago is what got him elected. Right, yeah. Illinois is the yeah. state that he there, won. There's hearsay, but that is not hearsay. Like there is yeah. documentation no, that he yeah. turned his Big back time. on them. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think that he's uh, romanticized about because he was assassinated? Hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Because <laughs> I mean, he did. He, did, think, he was a forefront of a lot of things. But, but, but yeah. But if, right if, now, I think that he, he became was, a martyr. He's still probably the favorite president of sixty percent of the United States. And he became a martyr, and they I, don't know why. Yes. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know how much actual bad shit he did on the back end. Back. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. But hey, if you do it. If you make our country better, I don't care if you're banging Marilyn Monroe. What is your most trusted or your most treasured memory? Um, probably when both the kids were born. Okay, now now close your ears and let them answer. Get no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, for, for me though, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, like I love all my kids, one hundred percent equally. I spend, t- I try to spend the same. It's like having three. Uh, if I was uh, Muslim and I had three wives, I try to spend an equal amount of time with my yeah. kids. Because of stuff like that. But when I first seen little Danny's three hairs, yeah, she's like, he's crowning. Let me see dad. I was like, sure. She's like, bloop. I was like, oh, shit. This is real. I said, like, that's my <laughs> fucking man. I will do whatever it takes for, the, for that. That was the, that's, that memory is probably my favorite one. It's well, when I realized yeah. that I was going to like, I was really going to be a dad and I was, I was going to be okay being a dad too. So I was cool with that. It's your first. That always helps too. Well, what? yeah, but no, no, it's not first. No, it's, no. it's just, it was just the moment just the how everything happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the idea of, of being a dad just becomes a thing. Like yeah. it's cause you're like, Oh shit. Now I have to take care of this other person for the rest of their lives. My, um, the one that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that our dance, that our dress. Oh, here comes Thanos. Right. Uh oh. Hey, let's we'll do it after the show, okay? We'll take Thanos back upstairs. Hey, baby. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. No, but see, I'm re- I'm honest with my kids too, and she's only seven, right? Mm-hmm. She's the one that is most like me. But I told her I was like, Evie, when you were born, I didn't want you. <laughs> you were a girl. I didn't know what to do with a girl. I, uh, Scary. I, see, I got the girl first. So I was yeah. Good see, I was like, I never, yeah. I've never been a girl. I didn't know what to do with a girl. I didn't know how to teach you to be. I'm not a woman. I don't know how to teach you to be that. I want nothing. Uh, the bond that we have because Bobo got four girls and he was always like, I had to be different to be different. Like, nah, I ain't gonna be shit, dude. You're crazy. It's way different, dude. Like, I let her get away with shit that I never let the boys get away with. Uh, what is a quote or saying that most resonates with you? Again, I think that uh, it'll be okay because that's something that it, it really does make sense. And it's it, it may be three words, but. Four words, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it will... Counting's it, hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Math is terrible. was never my subject. Um, because it's true. And it's true in all situations. You could be in the worst way of going. You could be in the biggest dumps financially, relationship-wise, whatever. But you can always sit back and go, at some point in time, it'll be okay. So here's mine. It Hit can't me. rain all the time from the crew. Never seen it. Yeah, but it, there's, so it's, it can't rain all the time. That's exactly what it means. It yeah. can't rain all the time. Yeah, I like at that. some point it's going to dry up. It's You're going to be, be okay. Yep. Danny, what's yours? Oh, get busy living or get busy dying. Uh, I should have known that. I, I like known that. that. Yeah. If you could smell like one kind of food for the rest of your life, why would it be something other than Popeye's? <laughs> <laughs> no, if you could smell like one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? If I could smell like one food. Wow. These are way better than the last questions I got to, Danny. I'm just saying now. Um, it would have to be something vanilla or something sweet because, by God, I love sweets. 
Do you drink um, almond milk? No. Okay, because I started drinking almond milk. Vanilla unsweetened mm-hmm. is what made me just think. I gotcha. It, what popped into my head. Uh, what is on your bucket? What's one thing on your bucket list? I've been very lucky that I've done a lot of my bucket list so far. Um, I want to. I want to travel. I want to see Ireland um, because I want to see where whiskey really came from. I want to see the, the old schools of it. Um, that's a bucket list thing that I haven't done. Um, I want to see my kids grow up and cause that's like, that's something that the men of my family did not get to do. So like, you know, 17, 18 was about where you got that. Yeah. Was, that was about as much they got to see of you. So, um, bucket list thing. Yeah. I, I would like to see my kids grow up. That's dope. You have a personal mantra. Um, my personal mantra really is it, it's it's not like I don't have like a, a a saying that's just me. right, but it really is the idea of if you see it and you want it, go do it. It doesn't matter if people tell you that you're crazy for wanting it. It doesn't matter how many people will tell you it's never going to work because I, I I have if I'm going to have one that is a saying um there has never been you know a uh, a person who has taught somebody to make a million dollars that never made a million dollars themselves and so if you want something you have to go do it and don't worry about what other people say so Fuck yeah yeah it's good we don't mind this right what kind of obvious yeah a little bit <laughs> i hashtag it almost every morning <laughs> carpet motherfucking dm yeah um what advice do you val- what advice do you value most or who do you ad- whose advice do you value the most? Wow, I couldn't spit that out. So, I'm very lucky that I have had a couple of really good mentors throughout my life. Um I have had family members who would unsolicited advice me forever and tell me that everything was never going to work that I was going to do. Um, but I had, I had two very good mentors in my life and I valued everything that they said every time. And it helped me more than I ever would have thought. Um, I wasn't lucky enough that like my, my real dad died when I was young. Um, my stepdad, I, I valued his advice, but he was not a, person who would take on anything, you know? Um, and it really, I had, I had two big mentors that I would come to them with these crazy ideas and they're like, I like it. Here's how I would change it, but here's how we would go with this. And it led me into how I do real estate now, how I have managed to build, you know, three or four different brands. Um, and it's all from, from that. I believe that everybody needs mentors. And I also believe that if you have had a mentor, you have to give back. You have to be able to help somebody with no want nor recourse of your own because somebody helped you. Is there a smell that immediately makes you think of being a kid? Yes. <laughs> um, and it's not a good one. But um, I grew up in a, I grew up literally across the steel mill from in Granite City, Illinois. Right. And that smell takes me to where I never, ever want to yep. be again. So, yeah. I can feel that. If someone gave you billboard space for free, what would you put on it? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, Lance grabs the bottle up or cut over there. Um, there will be billboards coming for that, by the way. Nice. Yeah, we've decided we were going to do billboards. Um, I, I think I would, I would be the motivational guy who tells, you know, I would have the motivational one that says, go do it all. What about you? Oh, billboard? Hmm. Uh, I'd probably do, I would do a billboard that says basically be better than that you were yesterday. Be a better you than yesterday. I would do a billboard with uh, my abs photoshopped on my body. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say your face. <laughs> where I was standing there, where yeah. I was standing there like this, yeah. like, yeah, it's like it just weighed in or some shit. That's what I would do with the billboard. Nice. <laughs> what do you believe is overrated? Money. Woohoo! Money is completely overrated. That ain't no fucking lie. Um, money is nothing more than a tool. It's a hammer. It's a, it's a saw. It's the, the means to get something else done. And if the world ended, it wouldn't mean anything. Nope. What exactly. villain, do, what villain do you secretly cheer for? Joker. Every time. And I'm talking like Heath Ledger's Joker. Heath Ledger's. Oh man. Hmm. You got to die after you're so great at something. Absolutely. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But the what, Joker was right, and that's why. Yes. What is a product or service you're willing to spend more money on to get better quality? Um, I am, let's see. Cars is one. I think that um, clothing is another. There is a definitive difference in your men's warehouse suit versus my Tom James suit for, like, lasting time. The other big one is shoes. You um, just personally insulted me. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I know. I'm but, joking. But, I'm well, no. <laughs> Because when you get, because next thing you want is a sponsorship for suits. That's what yeah, you there want. you go. <laughs> um, but no, because so I will tell you, I have a pair of Allen Edmonds dress shoes. I actually have about fifteen pairs of them. I have one pair that's ten years old. They were six hundred dollars, but they've lasted the entire time. I, I'm not going. So I'm going to back them up here. I used to get really cheap like dress shoes, and when I finally put money in like a two hundred dollar pair of dress shoes, mm-hmm. they still are with me. Like, but oh. my cheap ones would be. I'd have to buy two a year. Oh, I I have yeah I have. Uh, so I agree with you 100% on that. I have a Ferragamo that was like a, like 800 bucks and I mean they but they last forever. Damn. $800. What do you believe is underrated? What do I believe is underrated? Um Wow, that's a good one. Um I would really go <laughs> I would really go with not eating breakfast. I hate these people who are uh, all about the intermittent fasting. Breakfast is completely underrated. You should eat it every morning. I I'd like that's that how answer. I that's how I think that's how I stop to like I don't even know with him sitting here or anybody else listening. Like I go to breakfast by myself almost every morning. That's dope because I want to sit and that's where I get my head straight for the rest of the day. First of all, I love that and breakfast is one is my favorite meal. I like I love the breakfast food. Mm-hmm. Like it was always a good time at the house. My pops, like grandparent, my grandma. I love breakfast food. Uh, what do you think is underrated? Uh, I think meditation's underrated. But kind of I the same situation, yeah. like waking up and just getting. I think yourself prepared for the day. What no what no, no matter what kind of meditation you think yeah. it is, or because to me that's kind of a form of meditation. You're yeah. sitting there with your own thoughts and you're you're thinking about your day. That for sure is. That for sure is. Uh, I think manners. Are fucking underrated. Oh, 100%. Like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. No, I feel that. Holding yeah. doors for people and shit. I had somebody not do it today. Uh, <laughs> or thanking them when you let them in front of you. That stuff makes me mad. I don't up. know if you've ever met me, though. And, like, <laughs> you walk in and fucking don't hold the door, and I, like, I'm literally right behind you. 
You don't even give me a hand where you, you didn't even do the extra do the push. Pull out, yeah. You just can't walk straight through that motherfucker. I'd be like, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I wasn't walking here. I just give you the peace time. I'll give you good. Was around, <laughs> like he turned around today and he looked at me and I was like, yeah, thanks. He turned right back around. Because first of all, it didn't like say he's the baddest dude in the world. People just don't like confrontation anyways. But it's just so fucking rude when people don't do like th- saying thank you. Mm-hmm. It's not that fucking hard. I swear to God. What is your favorite weather? Um, I like season wise or nope. spring. Nope. Okay. Favorite. Ty- favorite. I I love it when it's sunny, about sixty five degrees, and it just kind of stays that way all the time. That's my favorite in weather. No wind. No wind. I don't want wind. I don't want. I just want chill, calm, sun. Sun. I can dig that. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, it depends on my setting, but I agree with that. If like if I was on a beach, I'd want it a little warmer. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, no. That's if if there's like no mm-hmm. beaches or anything like that, just weather on regular ground. Yeah. That's, See, yeah. this will tell you about my personality. I wanted six inches of snow and thirteen degrees one day, and then I wanted ninety five on the beach with the with the ocean right there the next day, and then I love fall. I got putting on a hoodie. Seeing the weather, the leaves change and stuff. I when, do love and, and that rain, that when it's just starting to rain, mm-hmm. I love that shit too. Sleeping weather, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> See, I, I I hate that because it does. It makes me sleepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't have. I don't want that. What is your most prized possession? My kids, man, they're awesome. I don't know if I call them possessions. They are possessions, one hundred percent. I mean, but yeah, no. I tell them kids. I, I told all. I still tell. I'll tell them forever. I until the day you until the day I die, I own you. Until the day I die, I own you. Period. You know, if ands or buts, you're mine. I made you. Oh, and I have a funny joke, too. I don't know how to work it in, so I'm just going to say it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know how women always complain about how carrying a kid around for nine months and shit? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to set the joke at all. I just heard it uh, earlier today. I carried my kids around in my nuts <laughs> for 30 years and didn't even complain one that's more it. time. I think you told me that the other day. Off, it was oh, off the air, man. but you had told me that. It was hilarious. Yeah. I was like, that's for fair. 30 year, for 25 yeah. years, I carried little Danny around in my yeah. nuts and I didn't complain one time. That's fair. She does it for nine months and she's bitching about it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag facts. So, man. That's, Hashtag uh, canceled. <laughs> that's squared up. We're just going to. It was a different show this time. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> no, it was, it, it's good to get to. I seen a little different side of you tonight. Uh, just beside besides the the showman and the guy, uh, it was great to get to know you a little bit more on a deeper level. I think the questions helped with that that I came up with. Yeah, yeah, uh, we, yeah. We, can, we can say that. We can say no, that. absolutely. No, um, so. Yeah. Uh, well, let's. I mean, let's face it. The last time you let in with, I was the one guy that you, you me and Sean Woodson were the two ones that made you the most nervous to interview. You, you know, well, now yeah, you were, and now it's like, no, nah, it's cool, man. No, like uh, Sean, man, I, I fucking was such a fan. Like, I don't fanboy over. I seen we seen Matt Hughes over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I just leave a dude alone. I don't like. And I try to do that with everybody, right? Uh, but Sean, I, man, I fucking, I remember the moment that I was like, this dude's going to the UFC. And this was years oh, yeah. before he ever went to the UFC. But I just, you could see it in him and what he, like his, the way he worked and his work ethic and how mm-hmm. he, he had all of the, the building blocks to make it there. Absolutely. Yeah. So then when he finally made it there and then agreed to come on my show. Yeah. <laughs> but like when people don't help me, 
a lot. They have it in life. I've, I can't say that recently in my life. I've gotten a lot of help or breaks or opportunities from people. But people don't offer, like when I ask, uh, you know, I, I have a public persona that I enjoy. <laughs> that people think of me that way because I, I, I'm not really that guy. But for you like to sit down and talk to me and to like give me advice and shit like that, I remember that shit. So it may, it does make me like nervous to sit. That, it did make me nervous to sit down. And even I wasn't like, oh, it's just Jeremy coming over tonight. <laughs> 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 We're cool. I'm like, man, I still get geared up and pumped, man. Uh, I enjoy being around you. Uh, I think there's always uh, like by osmosis. Sure. I learn just from being around you and shit, and I appreciate you. So. This weekend, though. Yes. The main event is uh, uh, the kid from St. Louis. Josh Augustine. Josh yes. Augustine. Yeah. And it's another Josh who... Starts pretty, with H. Yeah, pretty good winning record, I think. Um, he's, he's coming in. This will probably be one of the tougher fights that Josh Augustine has had. So I think it, I think it'll be great. Um, like you said, though, I am really looking forward though to Nathan Stearns and Sean Scott. I just think that's going to be fun. I think that mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a differential style of fights, which you know it, it it really does make it. You know, Sean is a a very gritty, very strong guy. Nathan Stearns is a very technical striker. So yeah, Shamrock FC three forty three. Josh animal. Augustine versus Josh Henry. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Sean is an animal, though. Oh. Like they're world class gymnasts and stuff. Him and his brother. Yeah. Well, you know uh, they they hold like a Guinness World Record. Yeah. Like for backflips on a yoga ball or something crazy. Like for real. No. Really? Yeah. That's, that's but, insane. No, and, and that's think, my prediction for the win. Yeah, I, I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be an interesting night of fights. Um, I think Sean steamrolls him. I just seen somebody that I don't like on your card, but uh oh, uh oh. Oh, the one guy you got on your card though. The when I call it dude a zombie, Dan Harina fought him. He's a heavyweight. Oh, um, James Selzer? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's good. That, I'm a fan yeah, of that. Good. That dude's scary. That kid is... Will Monroe, though. That's, I mean, well, Will Monroe, yeah. this is a great fight. It's, yeah, it's a, fight. This is a rematch. So, yeah, this should be a fun one. Who, who won the last one, you know? I want to say I think Will Monroe won it. I think so, I th- I think so yeah. too. Um, and um, I think that it was pretty close. And so that was kind of why we rolled this one back. I mean, I said, that dude is a zombie. Dude, he just... The whole thing is, is the the guys at the church, they all have a very specific fighting style. And since I have been training there now, um, it really, I've kind of seen the evolution, the how and the why that they do it. And it really does work for um, Jamie, their head coach's style. I mean, and those guys are freaking tough man he ate he ate some bunch of, some nasty bombs mm-hmm. against dan mm-hmm. and like his head would turn almost all the way around and he just kept walking forward i watched that fight and i was like man, i don't think i ever want to get into an argument no with, at man. all like at all because <laughs> i'm fucked <laughs> but no i appreciate you coming out man well, um i'm very stoked that you had me for a second time i feel no, I, I feel blessed a little alumni here very nice meeting you too sir Anything you want to nice, close off with? Nice to meet me too. No, no. Just like I said, just like I said earlier, be better. The, be a better you than you were yesterday. Beautiful. Any closing things? Like Lance said, that's the way it should be. As always, one love to the right lane.